who has that as their job <laughs> who has that as their job title but i don't know whether i'd be willing to put that on my cv but maybe that's just me hello and welcome to another episode of the midlife investor with me amanda wilson and you may be thinking why is a middle-aged investor talking about k-pop what does a middle-aged investor know about k-pop well the truth is not an awful lot if you don't know what k-pop is K-pop is a genre of popular music originating in South Korea, influenced by styles from around the world such as experimental, rock, jazz, gospel, hip-hop, R&B, reggae, electronic, dance, folk, country. Basically, they just take music from anywhere and make it their own and sing in Korean. And the thing about K-pop is it's very bubblegum type, so very... Uh, pastel colours, even the boys wear the pastel colours, lots of jumpy, very happy, very light type songs, very, very popular genre of music, not just for those who live in Korea, but also it's massive outside of Korea. And actually the, the K-pop industry really helped to boost Korea's overall economy. The export of K-pop has actually propelled the South Korea's music to an estimated 5 billion industry that's according to a 2017 report so the fact that this is a genre of music that is popular inside of korea but now has just it's just exploded and i'm you can guarantee that if you ask young girls and some young boys of a certain age to tell you about k-pop they could reel off some of the popular names of k-pop bands and i do remember this group called bts were on britain's got talent and it was almost akin to the beatles returning the screaming the shouting the tears the adoration that's how big some of these k-pop stars are and the reason why I'm talking about K-pop today is because on my Instagram feed, there's an article that popped up to say that the, one of the largest K-pop bands is one called BTS. And they've actually appeared on Britain's Got Talent before. And, you know, their stuff is, is what it is, but they usually sing in Korean. But today it was announced that they smashed YouTube records with a new video for a song called Dynamite that was watched 101.1 million times in the 24 hours after it was released. I mean, give me a break. How how mad is that? 101 million times in 24 hours. That's how popular K-pop is. And so it got me thinking, because I've known about K-pop for a while. I, you know, I'm not really into music, but I know people that are. It made me think there is a big business behind K-pop there is a multi-million pound business in that music industry. So I went and did a bit of digging and I did a search for net worth of K-pop industry, the K-pop industry, because I thought, okay, what, what is going on here? From an investment point of view, what kind of things can I pick up? Because one of the things that I'm learning as an investor is that some of the best investments are right in front of you. Some of the best investments come from looking at everyday things, not necessarily the multinational big corporations that are always in the news, always in the media, but sometimes from those things that are underlying. So I had a look and... It was, it was very interesting and I had to stop after a while because like, you know what, this could lead me on a very slippery slope. So let's give a breakdown of some of the richest K-pop idols for 2020. So the first person is someone called King Jae-jong. 
Okay, and I'm sorry if I get these wrong. I'm sorry to any Koreans who I'm butchering the names. My apologies. So he is one of the richest males, and he is actually he actually has a net worth of eighty million dollars. Eighty million dollars, and obviously this is all an estimated. These are you know, a website that's kind of estimating how much he he earns, but a lot of that has come from his career. And, you know, he's bought apartments, he's bought cars, he's bought, you know, his own, started his own fashion brand and he sells it in a luxury clothing store in Chiang Dam. So he's, he's not doing too badly. But then I scrolled down and if you remember PSY, Park Jae Sang, he was the guy who did Gangnam Style, one of the most popular songs out there back in what 2012 or somewhere like that and he made 28 million dollars thanks to that single I mean just one one song caused him to make that amount of money but to his credit singing kind of wasn't yeah it's his passion but he comes from quite a rich family and his father is the executive chairman of a company called DI Corporation. So I, as you do, looked up DI Corporation and it's a South Korean company involved in the manufacture and supply semiconductors and they test equipment and computer chips. So, hmm, okay, interesting. At the moment, DI Corporation share price is 3,895 Korean won, W-O-N, that's the currency in Korea. And today it's actually up 3.73%. And interestingly, year to date, it kind of has been over the place. March, obviously, it went down to 1,890. The 52-week high was 4,985 Korean won. Bearing in mind, we're on 3,895 at the moment. You know, not, not a, a sort of... Yeah, so we've got a way to go, basically. So, yeah, so that was... I thought that was quite interesting, that they've got this... this, this his, his father is the exec chairman of, of this company. So... That's a company, again, this is it's, it's one of those things that makes me realise when you're looking at investments that, yep, you start one in one place and it, it's like a rabbit hole. It leads you in all kinds of different directions. And this is what this is, has done for me. Then there's this guy called, number three is called G-Dragon, Kwon Ji-Yong. And he's a rapper, songwriter, producer, model and fashion trendsetter. I mean, who has that as their job <laughs> Who has that as their job title? But I don't know whether I'd be willing to put that on my CV, but maybe that's just me. But anyway, that's the job, or that's one of the jobs that he has. And fair play to him, because at the end of the day, it's earned him $55 million. So it's not all bad. But one of the things I found interesting about this particular guy is that he owns a black Honda card. And then when I looked at black Honda cards, it's like having the Amex black card. It's exclusive. And in order to get it, you have to... Be, have a spend of at least 10 million won per month, which works out to be about £6,000 or so, £6,400. So about US dollars So you have to spend that every month in order to get one of these cards. And you have to have a minimum assets of 10 billion won. Okay, so again, quite you need to have quite a lot of money to get one. So these are really exclusive. And his card holders, interestingly, are typically college professors, high-ranking government officials, or staff at university hospitals, company execs, lawyers, accountants, and even professional athletes. So the fact that this guy's got one as well, interesting, very interesting. 
The card itself was introduced in 2005, a limited membership of only 9,999. So not even 10,000, they've just been a bit extra there by the sounds of it. And it still stands, membership is only 2,000 apparently. So the fact that this young guy, I say young, he's 32 years old, has got one of these cards just goes to show that you can do all right in music. The other thing that was interesting about G-Dragon is the fact that he's the first K-pop star to get a Chinese ad deal. And he is actually signed a deal with Chinese bottled water company, Nongfu Spring Company. So what did I do? I looked up the Nongfu Spring Company. And interestingly, they are planning a 1 billion Hong Kong IPO later on this year. So it says Chinese bottled water manufacturer Nongfu Spring is pressing ahead with its Hong Kong initial public offering worth up to 1 billion Hong Kong dollars as the city's capital market shows signs of reviving following the global coronavirus outbreak. The company recorded 24 billion yuan in revenue 2019, and the prospector shows that Nongfu recorded a 2009 profit of 4.95 billion yuan, which was a 20.6% increase from the year before. So this looks like it's going to be quite a popular IPO. But please don't take my word for it because, you know, what do I know? I'm a newbie investor, just getting to grips with all this myself. I could be completely wrong and it could be totally failed and it could be Peckham Springwater that they're selling. I don't know, but it's one worth looking into doing a bit more due diligence. So the fact that, again, this is linked to one of these K-pop stars just goes to show how sometimes you may not be interested in what's happening at the top level, but if you dig a little deeper, you never know what you're going to find. And then not wanting to leave out the ladies, you have a singer called IU. I don't know if you pronounce it Yu. Her real name is Lee Ji Yun. And she's considered one of the most popular K-pop stars in Korea, debuting at the age of 15 as a singer-songwriter. And she, again, lots of advertisements. So I guess, you know, once you get to it, and you don't necessarily see that so much with English pop stars or English um, musicians, them doing a lot of adverts. But she has done adverts for companies such as Samsung, Sony, Korea, SK Telecom, Lukox Sportive, Guess. Uh, so she, you know, has done quite, quite a lot of, of adverts in her time. And I guess... They're obviously very clever in terms of using those individuals who are going to really hone in on their target market and using them to the best of their ability. And then finally, because I could be at this all day, we have a young lady called Dara. Her real name is Sandara Park. And she is based at number 10 on this richest K-pop idols list with a net worth of $25 million dollars and what's interesting about her apart from all the other endorsements that she's done from brand deals the fact that she's invested in uh, real estate she's got restaurants she's launched her own brand of vodka she's become the public relations director of yg entertainment yg entertainment is a south korean entertainment company and operates as a record label talent agency music production company event management concert production and music publishing house and they're actually today, as we speak, up 0.21%, 46,800 Korean won. And again, looking at their share price, it's 
you know, it's on the rise, it's on the up. Their 52-week high is 50,800 Korean won. So again, they're they're kind of hitting the the all-time the 52-week high. But over the period of time that they've been established since 2012, their their peak actually was 73,000. So they've got potential to go up there. The fact that they've chosen this young K-pop idol goes to show that they are really thinking about their target audience they're really thinking about their customer base they're really thinking about how they can make sure because if they're one of their main businesses is all about record talent that kind of thing then they're going to want to make sure that if they want to get the right talent they've got to attract the right talent by making that talent realize that there's already quite good talent in the agency so who better to try to reach out to the new talent to try to encourage them to to join with them than a k-pop idol i don't know any else I mean I certainly wouldn't be able to do it but they clearly know how to get the right individuals in the right places so yeah that was just a brief look at this whole k-pop industry it is an industry in itself I'm off to go back onto YouTube and see what other k-pop stars I can find see if I can actually encourage myself maybe to get into it I doubt it but who knows thank you very much for listening Please remember to like and subscribe. Leave a comment. What are your views? Have you had any companies that you've identified from strange sources? Let's put it that way. I'd love to hear from you. Take care. I'll see you soon.